Hello and welcome to Screen Babble, your guide to what to watch. We'll be tuning into hours and hours of TV so we can tell you what you need to be switching on and what's to be avoided. I'm your host, Kelly Crichton, and once again this week I'm joined by Alex Moreland and Stephen Ross, despite technical challenges, uh, our resident TV critics who shine a light on the path to TV enlightenment. If you haven't tuned in before, each week we'll be chatting about what we're watching as well as looking more closely at a new programme or something making the headlines in the deep dive. This week, Alex and Stephen swap places with Stephen talking to us about brand spanking new series Django which is out on Sky since yesterday well yeah 2am this morning there you go sorry yeah in terms of podcast time yesterday yeah Yeah, look at that look what I did there Uh, and finally we go back to the future to tell you about a programme you may have missed when it first aired or streamed Alex has been watching Broadchurch the behemoth that is Broadchurch and he's going to share his thoughts with us a little later. But first, what is everybody watching? Hi, Alex and Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Bring us up to speed. Hiya. Yeah, I started watching because I just saw that it was on um, all four. Servant of the People, which is the President Zelensky mm. comedy series from before he was president, where he plays a man who is like a school teacher who's pissed off at the Ukrainian political system mm-hmm. and then goes viral and then is elected president of Ukraine, which came out in like 2015. Okay. And then the last episode of the series, because I think there's three seasons or so, the last episode aired in 2019, a few months before he became the actual president of Ukraine and about two years before everyone found out who he was, like sort of nationally. And it's, it's really good, I thought. Um I mean, so it's a kind of a sitcom. Now, I, for yeah, some reason, like I thought sitcom. it was like a sketch show, but it's not. It's a sitcom, is that right? Yeah, it's a sitcom. It's like a um, sort of camp kind of political satire. Um, and I've, I'm only a few episodes into it at the minute. I've seen the first few episodes of the first season. But it, it's sort of all about how Zelensky's character, the new president, who was this like really humble school teacher from a sort of normal middle well-off background is introduced to like all this extravagant wealth that the political leaders in Ukraine have access to. Mm. And he's like sort of disgusted and embarrassed by how corrupt it all seems to be. Um, Which is quite interesting because obviously now Zelensky is known as this figure that is like a man of the people who's fighting Mm. against, you know, the forces of Putin and Putin mm. gets name dropped a few times in the series as well. And it's, yeah, it's interesting to see how he's gone from this comic actor to, you know, the real life version loved politician in, in the world right now by most people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's super interesting. Um, is, I presume Putin is mentioned in sort of negative terms. Yeah. But like, obviously it's post Crimea, but pre, you know, mm-hmm heavy war crime invasion and mm. it's almost like they they don't respect him enough to make it a big thing it's just really casual just jokes about him being a bit of a you know a bit of a git it's yeah. it's really good it's um yeah. really good satire as it compared to your um your thick of it and everything totally different really because it's he's kind of like a good guy whereas in the thick of it they're all just yeah, yeah. a bit slimy yeah. Um, and he's a lot more innocent and naive, whereas in the thick of it, they're all a lot more of that world and all career mm. politicians, whereas he's 
a history teacher that's found himself thrown into this. Um, and again, I'm, I'm only a few episodes in, so maybe it changes, but he genuinely seems to be keen to improve the political situation there. Um, but yeah, very different, very different and more lighthearted to the thick of it. Okay. I'm going to give a bit of a, I'm going to have a bit of a, make a bit of a presumption here that you haven't maybe watched a lot of Ukrainian produced television before. I've not watched that much Ukrainian <laughs> produced television. I have watched one Ukrainian produced show and that is Servant of the People. Uh-huh. And do you think it gives you an insight into their sort of national sort of psyche mentality? What do Yeah, you think? I think so. Yeah. Um, and just like, yeah, the because obviously it is a fully. It was never intended really to be watched by people outside of Ukrainian-speaking countries, and the only reason it's on Channel Four now is because of how big Zelensky is. So mm. it doesn't explain. You know, there's like this musician in the first episode, and um, Zelensky's character wants to get a CD of that musician for his uh, niece for her birthday, and one of his aides is like, "Oh, we couldn't find." the CD so we've got the musician to do a live gig at her house and you sort of have to know that that's a Ukrainian who that Ukrainian musician is to get the joke but obviously mm. it's also fairly obvious when you mm. hear on the phone like oh we couldn't get the CD that they've clearly got the actual musician mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. so it does sort of throw you into that culture a little bit which is quite nice you sort of feel like you're learning a little bit more about the world mm-hmm. um, so yeah yeah pretty good, good. Nice, nice positive recommendation from you there this week, Stephen. Good to hear it. What about you, Alex? Tell us what you've been watching. Uh, so I've I've been watching Daisy Jones and the Six, oh, uh, yeah. which is which is out on Friday yeah. um, for for everyone else. Um, <laughs> for all those mere humans, yeah. yeah, I do that to my friends a lot, and they find it uh, entertaining every single time. <laughs> uh, they're not here; they can't correct me. But um, yeah, so it is. It's about a band who. Uh, they sort of become the most popular band in the world. They're doing huge concerts and then suddenly they stop completely. Uh, so the show is about sort of the rise and fall of this band and it's mm. kind of presented like a, like a music documentary. So mm. you've got sort of the scenes in the 70s and then 20-ish years later, sort of the Talking Heads documentary stuff where they're like, Oh, you know, back then I didn't realise, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, it's very good. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm. Um, sort of Fleetwood Mac inspired, um, mm-hmm. although that sentence encompasses about the extent of my Fleetwood Mac knowledge, um, <laughs> what I've kind of reverse engineered from this show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Would recommend. Um, Riley Keough uh, from Riverdale and mm-hmm. other things, but to me from Riverdale. Yeah. Uh, and Sam Claflin are both in it, and they're very good in it, uh, mm-hmm. very good together. So, yeah, would recommend. Where would is recommend it on? the album, uh, Amazon Prime, on Friday. Okay. Yeah. I think that sounds interesting. I might check that out. Yeah, very would, good. would recommend. Some mm. kind of similar vibe to Star is Born, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that kind of run of sort of music biopics. Um, yeah. But because it's about a fictional group, it yeah. has a bit more freedom. I'm, and it's better, I think. I'm going to guess if you're kind of comparing it to Fleetwood Mac, we're talking about sex, drugs and rock and roll sort of stuff. Yes, exactly, yeah. yes. Cool. That's um, three more things I've just learned about Fleetwood Mac. There you go. Oh, my God, you've got a lot to learn I about know. Fleetwood Mac, though. The extremes of those things they've come to. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Um, maybe we'll do a special 
podcast on Fleetwood Mac sometime, Alex. We can start yeah. working on that. Okay, that sounds good. I have been watching, literally, I'd say if I've seen three hours of television since we last met, that would have been um, productive. But I have been watching Julia, which we mentioned a few weeks ago, that series with Sarah Lancashire. I needed my Sarah Lancashire fix post Happy Valley. And I just love it. I'm, I'm doing it in that... I as I tend to these days I do everything in a kind of a linear fashion so I'm only watching it one episode a week so yeah really enjoying that that's on Sky for anybody who wants to watch it <laughs> we're not debating that today um, and other than that I think I saw Graham Norton that was it straight or <laughs> the show which I oh, believe is the last in the series and I was like how is it the last in the series how does that how long does it run for? I know nothing about it. Um, but I'm always agog at what A-list celebs Graham Norton gets. He just gets the best of the best. And like, do they pay them? Do they pay them to come on? Are they all on junkets? Or I, They'd all be like promoting. So I suppose they're paid by the studios. Yeah. Like Warners has got them under a contract to go and promote. Mm. They get a load of like free booze, don't they? They, they all have this, like, this bar in the studio and they yeah. get... Well, Helen Mirren was on this week and she was drinking a margarita, yeah, so I had great respect for her. I think the, I think the rest of them were drinking like cheese and teas or whatever, but um, it didn't look very exciting. But she was like properly drinking her margarita, you know. I would oh, yeah. definitely have a margarita if I went on. Yeah. What would you drink if you went on, Graham Norton? I'd probably have an old fashioned. Um, mm, very nice. Because I really like them. <laughs> Alex, what about you? Uh, I, I do not know. Whatever Graham recommends. Oh, I would, I would he usually has wine, I think. So oh, okay. you might have a glass of wine. Oh, that'd be nice. Oh, glass of wine with Graham Norton. We're available when you are, Graham. Lols are plenty <laughs> awaiting. And he can uh, come on ours as well. You can yeah, come on screen. Yeah, we can do like a contra. If, yeah, if that'd we're be nice. free. If, if yeah, we've got space. Free. Graham <laughs> Norton is from like just down the road from where my dad's from. So there's a connection there, clearly. So, you know, I'm sure he'd say yes if we asked. Uh, Okie doke. Uh, right, moving along swiftly to more entertaining chat. Uh, Stephen, you are uh, doing the deep dive this week and you have been watching Django, which has been fairly hotly anticipated as far as I know. Tell us about it. Well, yes, it's um, it's a new Western series uh, inspired by and sort of a reimagining of the 1966 film Django, which starred Franco Nero as the title character. And that film in itself was inspired by um, Yojimbo or Yojimbo, the the samurai film by uh, Akira Kurosawa. Mm. Um, And it's about, well, Django, the TV series, the Sky Atlantic series, is about this gunslinger called Django who, in the wake of the Civil War in America in the sort of 1870s, is travelling to the West, to Texas, to search for his daughter who survived the massacre of his family while he was away at war. Mm. Um, And he looks for his daughter, finds her in the first episode, and then decides that he wants to sort of protect her as he becomes involved with this um, sort of war between uh, two families over a land dispute of this new um, community called New Babylon, which was founded by a former slave as a sort of commune for people and misfits that don't don't want to be engaged in sort of the rest of American society at this mm. point following the Civil War. And it sounds really interesting, doesn't it? It mm. was pretty crap 
throughout. I mean, the first five episodes were, were, I would say, rubbish. And then it got up to being sort of okay after Mm. that. Um, And I realised what it was, was that the first five episodes should have been one episode. Okay. Like by the end of episode five, you're sort of like where you would expect to be after the first episode. Like Mm. the thing's been set up and you know what they're doing now. And you're like, Okay. okay, so this is where everyone stands. And this is the thing that's happening over the next few episodes, which is the land dispute and these alliances and he's found his daughter and -hmm. and all of this. Mm. So it's really slow. Um, and 10 episodes, is it? 10, 10? episodes, yeah. yeah. Okay, which seems 40 long. minutes to 50 yeah. minutes each. Did okay. it? Um, you, you know how you get a lot of shows these days and you're like, oh, that, at one point that was probably planned as a movie, but they, they couldn't get funding, so they've kind of dragged it out. <laughs> Did you get that vibe, do you think? Or? I don't know. It definitely would have, like, obviously the, I love the 1966 film. I think it's a great Western and I I do love Western films. So you know how you said the other week that you calibrate up for shows like you and me? Well, I was like, okay, well, I love Westerns, so I'll have to calibrate it down because I enjoy fairly bad Westerns, but I did not enjoy most of this. (laughs) Like the shootouts were really good, obviously. It's very hard to mess them up, Um, but nothing compared to, you know, Django Unchained or anything like that. But it didn't feel like it was supposed to be a film. It probably should have been. And it would have been quite a good one, I think. Um, it just felt like it probably should have been a six-part series where mm. the first five episodes were the first episode and then the rest is sort of spread out over another five. But, yeah, Django feels like a spare part throughout. Like, he's sort of hanging around watching this um, community of, like, freed slaves mm-hmm. um, fight with this community of former slave owners and their allies over this land dispute, which is kind of what happens in the original film, but he's Mm. a lot more involved and invested. And I kind of found myself thinking, I don't care about any of these characters. Like Mm. in the first, in the original film, Django is a former union soldier Mm -hmm. who fought on the side that was against slavery. And in this film, for some reason, he's a Confederate soldier that fought for slavery so your heroes already. Sorry. Does that change it a lot? Like, is that a big part of it? Or? Well, it just sort of means it. I mean, it's it's important to a later plot development that wouldn't have made sense if he wasn't in the Confederate Army. But it does make him a lot harder to like? empathise with because yeah. he's. I mean, he's not portrayed as particularly racist or any more than any sort of eighteen eighties kind of figure would be, mm. but. You know, he did fight for the Confederacy, so Mm -hmm. it's not ideal. Um, And I don't, his relationship with his daughter, you sort of really struggle to invest in because Mm. I I don't know. One reviewer said that looking up slowly from under your cap does not equal good acting, which (laughs) I'm going to, like, I want to steal that point because that is most of what they do. They just look up slowly from under their. Cats bit of a western trope and, though isn't it yeah. yeah okay and it also in in some parts like the really emotional scenes that are supposed to be quite highly charged and emotional feels like it's been feels like it's been written by like chat gpt oh, really? like it just mm. feels like you've fed this chatbot 17 western movies and yeah. it's like right write a scene from this yeah um 
I suppose there's a challenge for writers to make things of a genre. Yes. But, but then with quality originality, which maybe it yeah. sounds like it's lacking. It, it was so, so unoriginal. But there were some good things about it. Oh, here we go. It, it was really well shot, I thought. It it looked it looked really good. Like it had the one of the things I really love about westerns is how they look, and it looked like a proper western. And I mean, it, it was shot in um, Romania, mm. which you know you wouldn't really expect, but a lot of films are shot there now. The Wednesday was filmed there, but yeah, it was shot in Romania. But it's got this really good. The new Babylon settlement, where most of the action takes place, looks really cool, like a proper frontier town. The set dressing is pretty cool. All of the shootout scenes, because you're not really, I wasn't really invested in the characters. I didn't really care, but they still looked really good. Mm. Um, And I just like that. I just love a good shootout, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So that was good. Um, John Ellis's (laughs) character was um, pretty well acted and he was pretty good. Um, his name escapes me. Oh no, it doesn't. Nicholas Nicholas Pinnock. He played John Ellis. Um, yeah, he was pretty good. The character of um, Django's daughter and Django himself—they were a bit wooden, I thought. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think being that I love westerns and I didn't enjoy it, I think I would struggle to recommend it to sort of anybody really. I think you're having an internal struggle with this, Stephen, because mm. I think you want to recommend it, but you just can't. Well, I'm aware that I normally come on and <laughs> sleep this things. Is terrible. Sort of trash. Do like, you think someone who hasn't seen westerns might enjoy it more because they don't like they're not comparing it to anything? Yeah, if you really like slow meandering, mm. um, badly acted fairly poorly written dramas then there's something in it for you you might enjoy it more if you weren't a fan of westerns because you wouldn't know what what it should have been yeah but it, it does look like a western feel like a western it is just far too slow mm. okay all right well, i think we've put the nail in that coffin Stephen. Thank you very much. <laughs> if someone that's, does... That's on Sky Atlantic yeah. for those interested. <laughs> Sky Atlantic, 10 episodes, okay. And you, I'm guessing you feel there will not be another series, but... There I'd may be, be surprised because it's not mm. just, like, genuinely, it's not just me. I, okay. I've not just, like, got a chip on my shoulder. I, I had a quick look at other, other reviewers' reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, opinions, and it does not seem to have landed well with sort of anybody. So I'd be surprised if there's another season. Okie doke. Thank you for that. Uh, now we go back to the future. That's Stephen never being allowed on the deep dive again. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> now we go back to the future with Alex, who is going to tell us about Broadchurch. Broadchurch, like one of the biggest crime dramas. In I, the I really like Broadchurch. So yeah. I was just getting I'm, in early there to, I'm, I'm, <laughs> to me. Seems like I'm not a totally negative box. person, I promise. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, so Broadchurch, it is, it's the 10th anniversary of Broadchurch this week. Is uh, it? Yeah. So How that was, timely. Yeah, it's almost like we planned this thing. I know, um, imagine. Uh, but yeah, so in the spirit of planning, I just finished watching it a few minutes ago. But, well um, done, Alex. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so as you said, it is one of the 
biggest crime dramas of the past decade. Mm-hmm. I think probably you could argue, and, and I would, and I will, um, that it's sort of the most influential British TV show of the past decade, past mm-hmm. decade and a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. With the exception of, like, Bake Off. Um, <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, I have. I have got a quiz about Broadchurch because I thought that would be fun. Uh, I've never watched it. Damn it, I love the quiz. Damn, 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 damn. Okay, but so Broadchurch, one of the most influential crime dramas of the past decade, dramas full stop. Uh, It has inspired lots of of imitators, lots of people kind of like, Copying and it's imitate uh, criminals or imitate producers. Producers, well, <laughs> maybe criminals in some cases. Criminal producers, um, but yeah. So I've got a list of of shows that are sort of sort of Broadchurch alikes. Things yep. they've they've walked into the producer office and they've said this is like Broadchurch. But I've got one. Uh, well, no, I've I've got them. No, but you, can we guess? Is that the yeah? Quiz? You're about to guess. Oh, oh sorry, I'm getting ahead <laughs> okay, of myself. No, I was, <laughs> I was I'm so say, excited. Get, yeah, no, guess which one I've made up. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, so that's okay. the All right, okay, 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 okay. So, is it The Bay, The Beast Must Die, Whitmore Point, Save Me, or Deadwater Fell? I've heard of two of them. Okay. I think The Bay is a real thing. Yeah. Uh, that Whitmore thing, I think that's real. Okay. The last one was real, whatever that was. So then what's <laughs> the beast? Deadwater Fell, that was real. Okay. Um, Whitmore, what, what was that? Whitmore Point. Okay. That sounds like you've cut and shut two different series. Does like, it? Like something okay. Point and Whitmore. What were the other two? United. What was the, the one with the monster? Uh, the Beast Must Die. <sighs> See, that... That must be a Doctor Who episode title. So maybe must maybe that's be. maybe must that's one. But, but maybe would, would I tip my that? hand so obviously? No, exactly. That's such an obvious difference to the other ones. I wouldn't go with that one. And then what was the one after that? Uh, Whitmore Point or Save Me? Save Me. No, Save that's too generic. Me, I think is. I, I would say Whitmore Point would be my guess. Okay, Kelly. I'll go with the Beast one just to okay. in case you're double bluffing. So I can tell you that one of you has got it right. Damn it, it's Stephen, I know. <laughs> and it is, in fact, Kelly, who has it wrong. <laughs> Sorry, I was enjoying that a little bit too much. <laughs> Double, uh, triple yeah. bluff, oh my God. Uh, the Beast Must Die was on Britbox a few years ago. Jared okay. Harris was in it. Oh. And Whitmore Point is, it's like Broad Church is yeah. Broadmoor and Whitchurch. So okay. Whitmore, I thought that was clever. little clue there. Yeah, that um, was, okay. That sort was of. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Great, more more quizzes. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we can just do this every week. Maybe but, we should do some the listeners can actually play along with. And uh, well, yeah, maybe we should save the answer for next week. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, anyway, back to Broadchurch. Yes. Um, so yeah, very very influential. A lot of these shows that have come after it, I don't particularly care for. Mm. So I think I've kind of in my head counted that against Broadchurch. Yeah. Um, and immediately after Broadchurch, Chris Chibnall, who wrote it, Jodie Whittaker, uh, then went on to Doctor Who, which mm. I, I, if I get started, I'll, I'll go on forever. Mm. Suffice to say, I didn't care for it so much. Yeah. Um, so I've so, kind of... So tell us, sorry, what is your experience of it? Did you watch it the first time around? Did you watch any of it 
originally so, or have you just sat down now and watched it for the first time? Oh, no, no, yeah. I, so I watched, I think it was when the third series was coming back, I watched mm. the first and second then ahead of watching the third. Okay, so quite a while ago. So I did yeah. know, I, I kind of knew the ending of the first series when I was mm. watching it the first okay. time yep. and and again this week. Um, but yeah, so I was kind of going into it uh, this this week without massively high expectations and kind of wondering like you know why did it end up so influential why is yeah why did everyone really click with it um and i think i must i must concede to Stephen on this it is pretty good oh. um it is it is better than i remembered uh mm. and then i have credited it with in the past few years um or certainly that first episode at least my memory of the rest of it i think it might still kind of falter a little bit as it goes along Mm. But um, yeah, so I was kind of thinking like, why, why did it get so big? I have my theories. Part of it is just that it kind of came along at the right moment. I think mm-hmm. it was sort of the first one on that wave. Um, so it's just kind of very well pitched for the moment. People are going to fall for it. Fall for it. Um, it's mm. very well cast. Um, mm. Watching it now this afternoon or, or several days ago in advance, um, I was really struck by how many very minor characters were played by people who went on to become much bigger. Mm. Like Vicky McClure's in it, just in a tiny role. Mm-hmm. Um, Alfie Enoch's in it, again, tiny role. Loads of people like that who have then gone on to be much bigger. Um, and I think the last one, my my main theory as to why it got so big, is eight episodes. Mm. Um, most of the time now you get them four episodes, six episodes, much shorter run. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bay, that's just six episodes. Mm-hmm. But I think Broadchurch being eight episodes means more time to develop kind of word of mouth, mm-hmm. more time to sort of flesh things out. It was much yeah. more ambitious than I remembered and much more sort of dedicated to the kind of local community stuff that the mm-hmm. subsequent ones haven't really been able to replicate. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I was very impressed by Broadchurch. Uh, so how many so how, how many series were there in total? So they did three series, uh, yeah. 2013, 2015, 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, they solve they, they, they solve the case in the first series and then they're, they deal with subsequent things. Uh, I don't want to, because mm. I know you've not seen it, so I won't reveal too much. I, I kind of can't figure out why I didn't watch it. I think I wasn't mad keen on the lead um, actor, I think that was David Tennant. <laughs> Maybe I did watch the first series. Like, is, oh, oh my god, I totally did. I watched the first series. There is a cliff. There is yeah, a body a on the beach. David yeah. Tennant. I'm thinking of somebody else completely. I was thinking of a completely. Do you know what I was thinking of? Yeah. Oh, this is a confession. I think I was thinking of Shetland. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there we go. It's all, it's all the same. Um, I think that's what I was thinking of. Oh, OK, yeah. so I definitely saw the first series and I don't think I saw the subsequent series. Yeah. Right, OK. Why, yeah. why not? It was interesting. Um, like, it felt very kind of 2013 watching it back. Mm. Partly because there's a lot of it where they're like, it, it was the same in Sherlock, but they're really wowed by camera phones. They're like, oh, my God, your phone has a camera? <laughs> yeah. And it was like, oh, wow, that's longer ago than I realised. Yeah. Um, but it's also, it was kind of Olivia Coleman's first big dramatic role, mm-hmm. uh, aside from like an episode of uh, the Jimmy McGovern thing. Mm-hmm. But so this is kind of her first big comic, a dramatic role. Mm-hmm. And I think from the way the show is presenting her, it's still, 
it's expecting you to expect her to be in a comic role, if that makes sense. Okay. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're kind of primed for that. It's mm. leading you to that. And then she's actually very good at all the dramatic stuff, mm. uh, mm-hmm. as we now know. Mm. And and I should also say that Jodie Whittaker is absolutely just carrying the whole thing. Um, and Chris Chibnall's script is very good. So so what happened? Never mind. That's a whole other episode. Uh, but yeah, do do you have any insight as to why they stopped making it? I think they were just sort of ready to be done. Um, mm. It's, I think, it doing three series is kind of not not unusual, but that's like a that's a solid length of time. Yeah, they're not rinsing it like five they're or just six years. Yeah, yeah, could have okay. easely stopped after season two, couldn't it? Yeah, or even before it. Mm, one and done. Okay. Very interesting. I'm going to have to go now after we finish recording this podcast and look up some of the scenes from the subsequent series to try and recall <laughs> if I actually watch them because I don't really know why I wouldn't have. Um, okay, very good. So Broadchurch, have we, yeah. Have we said where Broadchurch is on? To Broadchurch watch? is currently streaming on ITVX mm. uh, behind a paywall. So it's also available elsewhere on DVDs yeah. and things. Yeah, DVDs. Yeah. Where did you get DVDs? Um, <laughs> okay. And elsewhere. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yep. Um, somebody's probably got it recorded that you know somewhere in their box. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay, that's brilliant. We have one dud and one hooray this week. So mm-hmm. hard, hard recommend for Broadchurch and uh, steer clear of Django. There you go. What more do you need? Uh, thank you for joining us this week. We do look out for Friday morning's Screen Babble Weekend Watch, which will preview what to watch over the weekend and beyond. If you have any suggestions for what TV we need to get into our lives, drop us a line via our social media. You'll find us on Twitter at National World TV and on all other platforms national world you can also sign up for our wonderful weekly newsletter that alex puts out it's very humorous and jolly so check it out go along to uh, nationalworld.com forward slash newsletters that has a quiz too well, exactly so i think i may be a bit jealous of the newsletter oh. <laughs> uh we'd love for you to rate review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many tv lovers as possible we'll be back again next week with more screen babble thank you bye-bye bye bye bye